Well, welcome to the unnamed podcast because we haven't figured that out just yet. Um, we, I am okay, we, we promised. We promised what? That we would have it figured out by now. We did? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did. We did? Well, <laughs> promise broken. So yes. there. Um, it's, it's a trickier thing than you may think. We've been using chat GPT to try and seed some information into our brains, yeah. but we're, we're getting there. But like, I, I'm not willing to to just wing it. So yeah. that uh, that's pretty particular. And we want to be really clear on what the purpose of this podcast is. Yeah. But for now, we're taking imperfect action and just getting started, which in and of itself is an entrepreneurial skill that we need to work on. Yes. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're going to do it's things. Good questionably and wrong and fail forward yeah. as uh, you know the the buzzword of of <laughs> yeah entrepreneurial success fail forward build the bridge as you're on it mm-hmm. you know all those catchphrases yeah you're gonna suck at first and you're just gonna get better only by doing so yep. that's what, this is us sucking yeah um <laughs> so sucking yeah anyways a bad thing this, well no not yeah. at first you, you have to fine. suck before you yeah you walk before you can run yeah it's the same kind of thing this is that um Kind of the purpose of this podcast, just to point it out, is for to teach people entrepreneurial leadership, to to reach people who have questions, uh, who are struggling with this kind of stuff, don't know what to do, how to do it, good. Um, prompt them to think differently or uh, better or whatever. We're just trying to help people out and yeah. teach them how to lead because that's important. We need more leaders. We need people out there that are uh, are taking the lead and initiative wherever they are to uh, make the world a better place. Yeah, there's always space for more leaders. Always. Always, yeah. space. there's never enough leaders. It's one of the number one business problems that exists right now. Like people is the number one. We need more people, but not just yeah. people. We need more people that take initiative, people who are leaders, people who can do, take care of other people who can communicate, who can lead the way, right? There's yeah. a lot of non-initiative taking people yeah. that exist, right? It seems that this is a, this is a, ra- a slight rabbit trail. It yeah. seems that people that aren't taking leadership it's almost like they're they're trying to dial out of relationship and yeah. community. And it's well, like, well, I want to I want to hold my own. I want to carry my own weight mm-hmm. in my community. And they're just kind of like, actually, I don't really want to. No, when relationships are hard, people get hurt. They're frustrating. It's what keeps you awake at night. The less yep. people you have, it's I hear business owners all the time go, well, I had an employee once, but that was a disaster, and I hated it so much that so they go and they one man show it. And it's like you can never ever build. I'm not. Let's not say never ever. That's a dumb thing to say. <laughs> You're very unlikely to build something amazing or epic or awesome in business if you can't work with people. You need people. Yeah. People is the the foundation of yeah. the business. Without that, you're not going to go anywhere. So to get back on track, yes. um, this particular focus of this podcast is going to be on mission and on vision. Ah, mission and vision. Mission and vision. Okay, so, so like mission, the mission of the company yeah. The vision of where the company wants to go. Well, wait, in my mind, it's what you need to do before you get too far. Like you can just start and get going. Right. But once you're going and things are starting to roll, you need to really get directed. You need to know what you're doing. So I, I would say your your mission or sorry, your vision is mm-hmm. where you're going and where you want to go to. Right. You can see where you want to go and you're going in that direction. That's great. Mission is why you're going there. Why Why build a company to... 10 million or a hundred million or a billion dollars. Why? For what? It's not just about money, right? Like you could be, there's been many conversations in our organizations of, of why keep growing? Why keep this? Why keep that? And our mission is to uh, create awesome jobs, 
super excellent people, set them up for success and make them feel like a part of our family. So our goal or our bigger mission is to create jobs and make people's lives better ultimately. Right. Yep. So when you're going, well, why are we doing this or why are we doing that? It We reel it back all the time to, well, because we're creating jobs and creating a great space for people, mm-hmm. an environment, a community where people are set up for success and their lives get better when they come and work here. So that's why we're doing it. It's not yep. to make more money. And that can be your mission if that's what it is. Like right. that's fine is if you decide that, but you need to be very intentional about why you're going in the direction yep. you're going. Right. There's, there's to make more money seems like it's so vague. And it's not, and that's not enough. Like the day that it's really hard and crappy and that you've made like enough money. Well, then there's no more drive to do it anymore. There's no purpose in it. Yeah. Right. You need more in your why than just money. In fact, you might as well just leave money out of it if you want my opinion. Right. Right. Because that will never, ever be enough. Money is a fickle yeah. <laughs> friend. Oh, absolutely. Right? And then if, when you get more, then you know, interest rates go up. And, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're not making money again. Yes. <laughs> Things change, right? And, and what everyone who chases money initially finds is that it's empty, right? Can you be happy? Right. Like, if you don't have any money, you're not going to be happy. So, yes, you need money. Right. You need to have enough. You need the steak on the table. You need to feed your family. You need to be free and comfortable and all these types of things you yep. need a, a roof and a house over your head you need clothes you need transportation without money your life's going to be horrible that's just a fact people yep. go you don't need money no you you need a certain amount of money yeah you need sustenance yeah right and and money can lead to happiness but that is not joy that is not purpose that is not fulfillment and right. money will never ever get you those things right right in fact when you think it does then that's when you actually these people like why do more millionaires and billionaires and whatever commit suicide get divorced um, have mental health issues like that it's because the money wasn't enough it doesn't make them free of all these human issues that we have right you need you need something more you need a why you need a purpose right it it, and that's that's a transcendent cause yeah something more than yourself and if it's a self-focused mission it's going to be the same thing you're going to come to the end of the day and go like if i'm always looking inward at myself Mm -hmm. it leads looking inward leads to depression oh absolutely navel gazing yeah like the more you look at yourself the more you're your own island the more it's all about you the lower and lower you're going to go yeah. The more you look out, the more you add value to others, the more you help, the more you have a purpose that is bigger than yourself, the more joy you're going to feel, the more purpose you're going to have, the more fulfillment you're going to have. Then this is like, if you want to talk mental health issues, this, this is the yeah. circle. This is where it mm-hmm. all holds in, which is where that's going to get off topic. Let's back to the mission. Back to- <laughs> you need to have a reason to yeah. do what you're doing. Cause on the hard days when you're not sure why you're doing this anymore, you're going to reel it back. When we're sitting in our leadership team meeting and we're looking over a quarter, yeah, we want to see a profitable number at the end of the thing is like, did we add jobs? Do we have more better people here than we had before? Are their lives getting better? Are the people like we, Evan and I were just talking about this the other day. Um, This person's been here five years. This person's been here five years. This is seven. This person's eight years. Okay. Remember what they were like when they came here? You remember how they're struggling financially? You remember how Mm -hmm. they're relationships weren't good they weren't married single mom or whatever scenario and and now they're married now they're financially successful they bought a house they're going to church like they just they've built a life and they've been supported by a community that helped them go in a direction that was successful Mm -hmm. we set them up for success 
this environment sets them up for success. And the longer the people are here, the better they get. And they right. become aware of personal growth and they become aware of discipline. They become aware of their health. They become aware, become aware of their spiritual health, their mental mm-hmm. health, their physical. All these other things get churned up because you're surrounded by people that care about those things. So what's our mission? To do that, to make right. people's lives better by creating jobs. Not just the people that work for us, but I want to bring new people in all the time. I want to get bigger so that we can make people's lives better. And the profit's going to roll in and guess what we can do with the profit? Mm-hmm. Make more people's lives better. Right? Right, yeah. So it really, it's what you're talking about, this mission and the and the, the values. Um, you're really creating a culture because you're talking about mm, yeah, absolutely about people being here and then being around other people mm-hmm. and that in and of itself drawing them up, calling them up into a into a, mm-hmm. a more a higher level, higher yeah. state. Yeah, and I leveling think up. I think they're all connected, like core values. And we talked about values in our last thing, and, and yeah. that's a part of it. But it is different. Yeah, your culture and your core values are, are a specific engineered thing, and it's much more individual and personal in nature. It's about character and that kind of thing. That's what creates a culture. But the mission is like what what you get up in the morning to do. It's more the action. Mm-hmm. It's the action. The values are the character. The mission is the action. The vision is the direction. Right. Right. So, vision is the next thing there. Right. And if we're getting about vision, we need to know where we're going right like if you if you get in your car and you start it up and you don't know where you're going well you might have a nice sunday drive but you don't end up anywhere right and vision is it's a tricky animal because it is an area that i live in like i'm i right am the vision area of our company so to speak it's literally my job in part um and so you're always looking ahead and planning and dreaming and and trying to get further up like the 30,000 foot view of what's going on below and get out of the the muck the front line so that you right. can see the big picture and then keep directing things in the right things it's like see that what you're going to need what people do we need what assets do we need what customers do we need what resources do we have to get how do we what is the threat that's coming our way that we need to anticipate all these types of things are visionary yeah right and what are the steps? And I think most people don't do this enough is they don't actually visualize, sit down and walk through the steps and go, oh, there's going to be a bump in the road there. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do I maneuver that bump? How do I do something different here? How do I go around that? Or am I just going to have to plow through it and it's just going to suck for six months? Like, And I'm closing my eyes because this is how I do it, right? Right. I literally sit in silence yeah. And envision the steps and how long they're going to take. I feel them. Okay, but wait. Right. What is silence? <laughs> <laughs> what is silence? Well, if In you have day kids, and age, you're screwed. Right? So. <laughs> this day and age, I mean, you get a phone. Yeah. Like, what is it that people don't want to leave their phone more than six well, feet away from themselves, right? It's going to be pinging you all the time, right? Yeah. So, I'm so not, how, how, do you, how, do you, how do you create silence? How do you do that? I'm not saying I turn my phone off every time. Sometimes my mind just goes there automatically. Honestly, in the shower, I have more visionary work done in the shower. And my wife is always hounding me about how I take these enormously long showers because I'll get it on a vein. Like right. literally, you're naked. Yeah. Not even clothes to distract yeah. you. <laughs> you don't have your phone. There's no one else in the room. No one's talking to you. There's ambient water noise around you. And you can just like my mind can go. Yeah. In the shower. Oh, I'd agree with that. Right. Yeah, and so I get I get tons of version. Like I I, w- I need to get a notepad in my shower because I should be writing down things that I come up with in yeah. the shower. Right. But it's funny. 
in, in my office, I have an occupancy, occupancy sensor. So when you're in there and moving around, the light turns on. Right, but yeah. There's our cleaner always resets up all of the thank you cards and stuff on the thing, and it blocks the sensor in my room. So when oh. I walk by it, when I come in, it turns the lights on, but in like 15 minutes, they click off. And if I go and I wave, the yeah. light will turn back on. <laughs> but often, like if I'm on my computer or I'm sitting, I think I'll let it yeah. go dark, and I'll just sit in the dark in my office for half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours. Yeah. Um, and in doing whatever I'm doing, but it's just thinking and it's funny, someone will come to use my office cause I'm so rarely in my office. So they use it as an extra flex space if they need to have a private phone call and they'll walk in and the light will flick on. I'll be sitting at my desk, <laughs> scare the living crap out of them, which is, I like it. It's kind of got an ominous yeah. brooding, um, feel yeah. to it, which is, it's good. I like You're that harnessing your inner stuff. Batman. I yeah, get it. for sure. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> But that's, and, and I really do mean it, like walking it out in your mind. Like if you, you have to practice visualization. It's like a muscle. Yeah. It's like anything else. Oh, like yeah. If you do it more, you get better. There's a study I read and they took um, two sp- sports teams, similar quality level or whatever, mm-hmm. like university teams or something. Okay. And they took one and they made them practice for two weeks and they took a baseline of their skills at the beginning, they practice hard for two weeks every day for a certain number of hours, and then they assess their skills at the end. Yep. Okay. They took another team and they made them run the same practice, but just sit and visualize it. They weren't allowed to physically do it. They just visualized it. Yeah. And they and they stopped in two weeks and they assessed their physical skills. So they took them before, took them after. Yeah. Baseline for both. Baseline for both. Same yep. skills, same drills. They even visualized the same drills that they physically did. Yeah. Same number of shots, same this, same. And they were, uh, the improvement was 75%. Hmm. I think even maybe more than that, but that's what runs in my mind is 75% of improvement on visualization as actual physically doing it. Hmm. So like 75% more. Better. Better. Like their improvement level after two weeks of practicing, they they got 75% of the improvement that the people physically do it just by sitting and visualizing. That is how much your brain is in control of your your gain, right? Oh, absolutely. Visualizing in business or visualizing a conversation and all the outcomes and all these things, it's like you're practicing it. Yeah, it's almost as good as doing it. Visually, visualizing is nearly as good as actually yeah. doing it. That's the point that I'm making with yeah. this. And you can practice it over and over and over again. Yeah, you have endless amount yeah. of times to do it. Like if you can take the time, right? Yeah. But that's how you walk through it. That's how you see these, anticipate these problems. People mm-hmm. in our organization, organization are like, they're always blown away how I knew something was coming or how 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 I can anticipate things or how I already know stuff that I shouldn't already know. Yeah, it's from visualizing. Yeah, right. Because you're stopping, you're you're being quiet, Mm -hmm. and you're just allowing your mind to to flow. Yeah, it's intentional. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so, anyways, that's a bit of a tangent. But you need a vision for where you're going with your company, and someone has to be responsible and accountable for that vision. Because if no one is doing vision work in your company, no one knows where you're ultimately going, and then you're letting stuff happen to you. It's like walking through a cornfield. Yeah, you're just walking like you go into a corn maze and you don't have any kind of plan. You're just going to maze around forever. And that's what a lot of businesses do. They're just, well, the economy got bad and it didn't go well. And then it got good and it went a little better. And we didn't put any money away. I spent it all and then it got bad and then it got really bad. And then I went under or then I struggled for 10 years to get back what I lost or like they're not 
visually walking through it. They're not making a plan. They're not executing, right? So you need to know where we're going, how to get there, have an idea of a timeline, and then you need to be edging toward the outcome. And and we've talked about this before too, you and I, like you need to do have an open mind about how you get to your outcome because you need to let the Lord direct that as a leader. I I think you're going to be a way stronger and you're going to have a way better time if you're willing to take these little offshoot paths that lead you ultimately to your goal. The route is very rarely a straight line. Exactly. Like whether it's (laughs) the Lord directing or you going off the wrong way on the way there, right? But at the end of the day, you need to know where you want it end up yeah loosely yeah. at least yeah. right so those are the two like mission and vision they, they you need them to make real massive tangible progress without them the progress is not a plan the progress is what it is and i think people have gotten very far without them but that's that's the exception to the rule that's not the rule. right right well yeah i mean uh, even if you're meandering through a, a corn maze you may happen upon the solution mm-hmm. by accident. Yeah. But that's not going to be the common. That's going to yeah, be the exception. unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't like to let those statistics rule my life. Like right? I want to be the oh, 95, man. 99% execution rate, not the one to 3% execution. It's like, cool. We're the, we're the 1% by like default, like lucky. Great. Yeah. Uh, not luck. Not luck. Yeah, I don't no. like luck. No. Right. Yeah, I like blessings. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like why. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So, um, how do we do it? Uh, is a, is a good question for that within our companies. There was a time, um, and this is and interestingly, like not that we didn't have a, a mission and a vision, like we kind of subconsciously worked on it, but not very intentionally. Right. And this would be now four, maybe five years ago. We. Um, Maybe even six or seven, but I was sitting like I'm managing these companies. We got a shop going. We're starting construction company. We've got a trucking company. Things are going, but like I was shot calling everything. Like I was the head of everything, and I was completely overwhelmed and tapped out. I had no more. Couldn't mm-hmm. go any further, um, and I was really frustrated. I didn't feel like I communicate well with people. I couldn't handle anymore. Um, calamity all the time like it's just stressed out of my tree the money that all the stuff and it was actually our accountant recommended eos to us and i'm i'm, I'm not selling eos i just talk about it because i so believe that it works what is good. what does eos stand for it's entrepreneurial uh operational system is what it's called okay. there's a couple of books on it there's one called traction one called get a grip um, one called rocket fuel. There's a bunch of information there and you okay. can look that up online if you want to go that direction, but it's basically, um, a structured system for running meetings, um, communicating with your team, building data, um, vision, all these, all these important key factors of what you need to do to make right. a vision. And in this structure, there's mission statement, there's vision, there's execution, there's people, there's, there's all these different pie pieces to right. the pie that helps you it helps you organize things it's an or- operational system it organizes right, you yeah. into a it's system systems that thinking. you can yeah. execute on bang 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 and it really like it took us to the next level so how we did it is through their their prompting of their meetings which were annual and quarter, quarter, quarterly <laughs> meetings um, and you had to form a leadership team and bring on other people and and hash these things out and so they just asked questions like we're talking why are you doing this 
Where are you going? When are you going to get there? What's your one-year plan? What's your three-year plan? What's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? Okay, but but why in each of those cases, yeah. right? And then it took all your best people that you trust and, and want to sharpen with one another and you and you had that conversation with them, right? As the, as the yeah. head honcho leader, CEO, boss man of the company, I don't think it, it's a common thing to really get your people and sit them down and ask them what they want and share your thoughts with them and take their feedback and create a venue for that to happen in a healthy, functional way, yeah. right? And it does that, right? So it's good. So when we did our mission statement, we hashed it out for hours. We sat down and said, well, why this or why that? Well, what's important? What's that? And I initially wrote our mission statement, but we workshopped it and we tweaked it and we changed yeah. it and and we got it distilled down to something that really means something to us. Right. Yeah. And now we preach it. Now we put it on stuff. Now we tell people. And now when we don't know what we're doing or when each quarter when we meet, we know that our ultimate mission is to create these jobs. So is is that immeasurable? Are yeah. we calculating it? Are we looking at it? Are we fulfilling our mission? Yeah. We ask ourselves that regularly. You can go back and test things. Yeah. We I mean, made a decision. Was that decision yeah. good for our mission? Yeah. Right. We, we said, well, we should stop growing and focus on being more profitable. Well, that's not our mission. Yeah. So we didn't go that way. Right. It's that's just a, like there's these common business phrases and thoughts that come in and you think, well, this is what other people, this guy's with that. This is what this book says to do. And it's like, OK, but that's not our mission. Yeah, I'll read it. I'll listen to it. I'll take it with a grain of salt and I'll apply some things to it. But let's stay on mission here. Yeah. Right. This is why we're here. This is our purpose. Yeah. Right. And that's why we did it. And then vision. Um, part of it is having people who are responsible for your vision. There's got to be people who are accountable. Yeah. Right. When you don't create accountability for that, then it doesn't happen unless you just naturally have visionary, which we were. I'm naturally a planner, a visionary type yeah. person. So that's a just a natural benefit to this company that's yeah. good for it. My my dad was a little bit of that. Not not quite the same as I am in, in that respect, but he had a vision. And when we got to that end of his vision, he was like, well, that, that's what I wanted to do. And <laughs> you do what you want to do now i guess right yeah. so then and, and he's still around and a part of everything that's happening but someone should be accountable and yeah. if you the business owner aren't a visionary then you need to get someone to help you distill that vision and get it right. tuned in and that's what often happens is, is there's these really amazing technicians or managers that start a business or go out on the limb to do it, but they don't have a really good vision and they don't know how to form one. Right. So they need to find somebody or who's better a at scenario that. where they can actually come up with a vision mm-hmm. and then continually work on it. Cause your vision, how far out is it? How long does it take to get there? Well, what's the next vision in front of that vision, right? Like you, when you complete your one year and you hit your one year goal or you don't hit it or whatever, you need to reassess it again. Yeah. It needs to be reassessed constantly, right? We re- reassess our vision quarterly, right? Yeah. And I get feedback, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of people who are not visionary people and they're like, I don't know. Well, that's yeah. fine. They're, they're doing their job and they're executing, but they need to be made aware of it and they need to know that's where we're going. They're like, yeah. oh, that's where we're going? Okay, yeah. well, I'm going to change how I do things then, Yeah. right? And I can I get a sense that if people if you're bringing that up, people know where the vision is, and they're actually testing it, and they're testing it. They're they're the wheels on the road, the rubber meets the road. Well, and, and you, it can and you can get immediate feedback. Yeah, and, and you need to believe in your mission and be willing to do what it takes to do it too. Yeah, you can't just here's the vision, guys. Bugger off. See you and later. Go home. Yeah, it's like people need to be bought in. 
right? And the yep. vision, as, as the visionary in this company, one of my main jobs is to continually talk about the vision, to let everyone know there's over 100 employees in this organization now. Yep. If, if I was doing my job perfectly, every single one of them would intimately understand our vision and be bought into it. Yeah. If I was doing my job well. I mean, I'm trying and that's what I need to do, but that's re- repetition. And most visionaries would tend to be a bit of a creative. They get tired of saying the vision for the 150th time. You need to tell yeah. your customers, you need to tell your employees, you need to yeah. tell your investors, you need to tell your other businesses around you. Like you, you're just talking about this all over and over yeah. and over and over and over again. And just actually like, it's not boring, but it just wears you down almost. And you even forget who you told it, but you just keep repeating yeah. it, keep repeating, keep repeating it, it until everyone gets it. Right. Yeah. Because otherwise the vision dies. And not even that, they don't know where you're going. When people don't know where they're going, they don't roll with you. Right? Yeah. Well, the benefit of telling others, like other companies, is you're building your network mm-hmm. as well. And now if they know your vision, then all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh, I have this project and yeah. they would be perfect because that's their vision. That's what they want to do. So well, I'm going to throw them Well, and you're seeing your work. subconscious and their subconscious. Like yeah. they're now thinking about it even when they're not thinking about it because they now know. Yeah. Your employees are thinking about it when they're not thinking about it because they know where we're yeah. going. They wander across a sign or meet a person randomly and it's not their job to sell, but it said, well, I talked to a guy yesterday and yeah. they're doing a big shipping project. And so I know that we wanted to do that. And so I told them to get a hold of Brad and now Brad's dealing with it. That's like things ex- can exponentially grow if people catch the vision, mm-hmm. right? Here's the danger with vision though, for me and for anyone who's a big time dreamer visionary. You need to be careful how much of that vision you tell at a time. Because in my case- It can be overwhelming, right? It can, um, some of my vision dream thought processes are so out there and so ridiculous. And it's good that they are, but when you start telling people with confidence that you're gonna be doing these really epic things, you can overwhelm people who aren't on that level. Yeah. If you tell the person um, driving the truck, turning the wrench, nailing the hammer, that we're going to be a billion dollar company and there's going to be 10,000 employees and run and they start rattling this off to them, they're just like, yeah. Uh, right? Yeah, because they're, they're thinking that the person nailing nails is like you're telling them billion dollar company, they okay, that means 50 billion nails. Yeah, that's how they see it, 100%. Yeah. And, and even like managers, like, in our in our leadership teams when i've gone a little too far down that road with them they they actually like push back against it because you've you've gone too far with them right yeah and there are certain specific people who can handle that and you need to know who they are people that you can share that vision with that can get excited with you there's a time and a place but it's not in the larger picture you need to cut the chunks of the vision out into but like manageable yeah. biteable amounts it's like this is where we're going and you can get like there's there's little seed tidbits that oh, we're going to double or we're going to do this we're going to do that you can give them a little bit of that sauce but you don't get into okay so then we're going to build the expansion in the building and then i'm going to buy this across the street and then i'm going to put another building up yeah. there and then we're going to acquire this company and we're going to acquire this company and they're going to move into there and and like if you're a good visionary those are the steps that you're taking so what I was saying is you can you can sprinkle those tidbits of the big picture to them like a, like a nice little kind of fluffy cloud. But yeah. if you start getting into the nuances of that and bring them into your three hour visionary conversation, they're going to walk away and like go into a corner and yeah. it's too much. Right. Mm-hmm. That 
that's my job that's for me to do and for me to share with specific people. But what I need to do is create nice package manageable bite-sized visions for them to take on and see the next step. So they, cause if, yeah, you're, you're saying we're gonna climb Mount Everest and they've gone, I've never, like they're gonna start seeing their idiosyncrasies or the things they can't do yet. I know that they're gonna be able to climb Mount Everest when we get to the top and they'll have built the muscles and the things and the right people will have come alongside. I know we're gonna accomplish that. Yeah. But all they see is their inadequacy or the problems yeah. that are gonna stop us from getting there, right? right? Well, the we hurdles. don't have oxygen yeah. tanks. How are we gonna climb Mount Everest? This is ridiculous, right? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll get oxygen tanks. I'll worry about that yeah. later. That's just a hurdle we're going to jump over yeah. later, right? We don't but have to the worry hurdles about that now. Are, it overwhelms most yeah. people immediately, yeah. right? So you do have to be a little careful if you're a big-time visionary yeah. that you don't like overdo it. That's what I tend to do. I tend to like just start visionarying all over the place, <laughs> like vomiting. <laughs> and then people are like... They're just, I can see them glaze over and I'm like, oh, I've gone too far. Yeah, 100% <laughs> and you're like, and and I always notice when I start getting pushback from a leadership team, like these are my top people and they're pushing back yep. on me. I'm going, okay, I've, I've pushed past where their comfort zones are. Yeah. You know, and that's a little, I'm not a big fan of comfort zones. I want to be outside of that all the time. But yeah, th- you are leaning on these people to hammer the nails, so yeah. to speak. Like they got to do the work. And so that's, that amount of work is like it'll crush people and people are always being stretched when you're growing all the time they're being stretched to their maximum and people can only take so much Mm -hmm. right and so you need to give it the time and the energy and let people grow at the pace that they grow at and and as they can and without tearing them right it's like this will stretch this far but you go this far it breaks right so you 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 gotta be mindful of that as a leader i think yeah exactly so how do other companies do this? Do do they do it? I, Have you heard of any? I know I know some other people do it. I don't think they do it well enough with enough intention or at all in most cases. I think most small businesses don't do this at all. Right. And they have the person who started the business had some sort of a vision initially when they started right. it, but it gets lost in the first few years of the business and they don't go back to it. Right. Or I they want, achieve it right away. And or they like, achieve done. it quickly and they don't know what to do after yeah. that. Right. And so they're not taking the time and be intentional about it, especially in the small businesses. Yeah. Right. The bigger business, the big corporations, they know they've read the thing that says if mm-hmm. if we have a good mission that we're going to be a, a better, longer lasting, more quality company. And so they'll work on it. But they've got some marketing team up in the tower doing it. And then they they make some snafu, cool phrase and then they put, pitch to the team. And that's where it ends. Yeah. Like there's no actual belief there's no faith in it there's no meat to it there's no buy-in by the whole corporation like it's it's not a root it's not a foundation of the business and everyone knows it and so they don't care right right and if if it's only happening in the executive suite it's not right you're not doing it right yeah right and i and i want to be very i don't think it doesn't matter how big your business is how small you are whatever you should have a mission statement or some sort of mission that at least right. you very clearly understand and you should have a vision for one years three years five right. years minimum in my mind absolutely right and you should be revisiting that regularly right if not monthly quarterly if not quarterly annually like it, any quarterly in my mind is a bare minimum i'm in that all day every day like what's our vision and now it's yeah. adjusting and changing and who needs to know and what do i need to accomplish to get this all together and and i'm looking ahead it's my job 
but we're a large corporation, so I can take time to do that. I'm not hammering the nail. I'm not changing the tire. I'm not driving the truck. Yeah. So then I can work on that. But it a takes lot of amount the, of letting go. Yeah, I it bet. takes time. It, it took time to get there too. Um, yeah. That that's a whole nother podcast. We'll get into like how, how to <laughs> letting go episode how to four. lead without doing the doing anymore. Yeah. But um, I don't care how big you are. You should get the stuff figured out. You should set a baseline and you should re go back to it over and over and over again. And then yep. you should push it out all the time, constantly. Your customers should know your mission. Your people should know your mission. They should know your vision. They should know where we're going and you should get everyone aligned and rowing in the right direction. Yeah. It needs so, to happen. So you, you mentioned intention that they don't do it intentionally. Mm-hmm. Would intention entail them like getting a, a, a book like those books that you mentioned earlier, the EOS system? That's- or yeah, it's one way. Uh, should they follow a system? Should they? What What does intention look like to you? Well, intention is is scheduling the time or setting the time aside first. Like you can follow a system or think like once you get set the time aside, you'll realize that man, I have no idea how to do this. And in that case, then maybe the first set time you set aside will be how do I do this, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, you need to like setting a, a vision and a mission statement is having vision. <laughs> The vision is that I need these things, and so I need to set time aside to do them. And then once you set time aside to do them, then you get deeper into it, and it makes progress. And your company moves ahead, and things progress, and they grow. Right. And you keep moving in the right direction, and as you bring people on, they're they're intentional, and they understand why, and it attracts the right people to you. And it does all kinds of things right. that are important that it needs to do, but you have to start. Right. Right? If you're running your business or doing your thing or whatever, and you don't have why you're doing it and where you're going figured out you need to stop and take some time and do yeah it's it's almost i I can almost hear somebody saying well yeah but i'm i'm running my business and i'm putting out fires all day every day for you know 16 hours a day i'm putting out fires Mm -hmm. and to me anyway uh this is kind of like no i set time aside and let a fire burn Mm -hmm. because me working on this will prevent 50 fires in the future yeah and and th- this is the norm. This is what I'm talking about. These are these people who've started these business and they're wearing all the hats and they're just beat down under the workload that they have yeah. to take. I get it. I've, I've done it multiple times in multiple businesses. I know the pain of that. But this is the urgent versus important. Right. Everything that's a fire is urgent. And so therefore you prioritize that first. Mm-hmm. Right. It's on fire. It needs to be put out. Right. Well, why did it start on fire? Yeah. Well, when are you going to have time to figure out why it's starting on fire? Because you're going to keep having fires if you don't stop the reason the fires are starting. Mm -hmm. Right. And the important is the thing that takes a lot of time. It's inconvenient and it takes resources, energy, inefficiency to fix the thing that's starting on fire. I need to rewire my whole building. All these electrical fires are happening from the wiring. Well, I don't have time to rewire my whole building because I'm (laughs) fighting fires all the time. Okay. Well, if you don't get that figured out at some point, you are never, Mm -hmm. ever going to progress. You need to prioritize the important over the urgent. And yes, still deal with urgent somehow, whether it be delegating and hiring or whatever. And that's going to come with its own pain too. But you must take care of the important things. You must get the issues figured out and solve them permanently so that the fires stop. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, that, and that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. And that, and that's why. Yeah. That, that's kind of like the why. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I love that it's just like set time aside to start. Mm-hmm. 
But it might because, be at nine o'clock at night. Might be in your shower. Yeah. Like it, and it doesn't have to be hours and hours and hours. It depends how big your vision is or how big your mission needs to be. Um, and maybe it's twenty minutes at a time. Maybe it's chatting with your wife in the evening. Maybe it's going out for lunch with a friend. Yeah. To specifically talk about that one thing. It getting up early for a half, a half an hour early. Getting up earlier and thinking about it in the morning or whatever. But you you got to figure out a way to get it. Get when it you wake out. up in the you middle of the night, frustrated with all the fires. <laughs> I always say, yeah. that, you know, the middle of the night when I'm woken up in the middle of the night. Uh, and I always say God is, is trying to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And that, you yeah. know, that's my framework. But I tend to think that, well, yeah, your mind is actually, it wants to work things out. That's yeah. a great time for working that stuff out. Yeah. You're up anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, once once you're awake, <laughs> like, no, I've done the roll around for four or six hours trying to figure things. You just get up and get it dealt with. There's no right. Point, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, it's totally it. Um, practically, it, it just you you got to do it. You got to believe. Like this is the thing. Don't dismiss this stuff. This mm-hmm. is what people go. This is the fluffy stuff. And I think I said this in the last podcast. It's the fluffy stuff. Everyone's like, oh, that's up in the clouds, vision and mission and all yeah. these fancy things that you put on your website. No, that there, that's the foundation. And if you don't fix that foundation, you can't build up. Yeah. It stops progressing. Until you get that figured out, you're one floor and that's it. Yeah. Right? It's going to keep falling down. And and lots of guys do. They build and they build and they build and they build and they're this big company and then they have a mutiny and the financing collapses and their partner quits and <laughs> down it goes. Yeah. Well, guess what? Probably didn't have core values. Probably didn't have a mission. Probably didn't mm-hmm. have a vision of where they're going. Probably weren't aligned. Probably didn't weren't have communicating. Buy-in. Didn't have buy-in. Didn't communicate about it enough. Like these things, this is what works out the problems that makes you collapse. Yeah. You work them out early so that they don't kill you later. Yeah, right. exactly. So it, you need to, to to believe and have faith that this is important and it's worth, you need to believe that it's worth putting your time into, that it does have return. And I'm telling you, it has return. It's worth it. Yeah. Right? The really, really big stuff doesn't happen without this. Right. Yeah. So it all sounds great. And it all sounds like, hey, yeah, this mm-hmm. is exactly what, what I need to do. Uh, but I get this niggling feeling that there's, there's a pain point. There's something... What what's the cost of it in doing something like this? Well, it's it feels like waste when you when you haven't seen it succeed for you, when you haven't had it come through for you, when you haven't mm-hmm. had personal peace because you followed your mission and it worked out. It feels like a giant waste of time. Who cares about the plaque on the wall? Who cares about? Like, I don't need to write it down. I know what I'm doing, right? Yeah. Like, you don't believe in it yeah. and it's inefficient. It's always inefficient. Custom, right. The best kind of customer service is always inefficient. Yeah, right? it's true. Yeah. Go, going to a customer to give them a quote for free and shaking a hand and building a relationship, inefficient. Not making a dime off of that particular thing, but you have to believe that being liked but finding out what that person really wants and taking going the extra mile for them before they sign that paper is going to pay off with the job. Yeah, You believe that that work that you did for the sale is going to pay you eventually and or that it might take 10 reps to get one you start believing those metrics then you can start exercising on them well if you believe that getting your mission and your vision hammered out written down and and figured out and then using those as a guiding compass for what you're doing is going to get you to where you want to go faster and better and with less pain then you're going to do it but if you don't believe it you're not going to do it and you're going to half-ass it and it's not going to work yeah right 
Yeah, like there's a faith and belief point, and 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 without that, this is this just looks like a pain in the butt. Yeah, like why bother? Yeah. Right? How long? How long does it? Every business is going to be different, obviously. But mm-hmm. how long would a person? Let's say let's say you have somebody's listening, and they're like, "I've been doing this for three months, mm-hmm. and I've seen no returns whatsoever," mm-hmm. uh, which could be a problem with their just what the, how what they're seeing and how they're seeing it, but. Yes. Let's assume they're doing all the right things and they have a good good attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, how long? How long should you do stick at it? Stick at figuring it out, or yeah, like, so I don't, well, figuring I don't think it, it out. Takes obviously, that long. Okay, I do, this like the first time I wrote out that mission statement, I maybe t- took an hour set aside, but then I also took hours to sit down and talk about it with partners, talk about it with other leaders. How does this make you feel? What do you think about it? Is this us? Is this matter to us? Is it the reason we're here? Do you align with this mission? Like it it takes, it's taken hundreds of hours over years. Right. But initially it only takes a little bit of time. And the time that is important is to go back and reassess it. Mm-hmm. I wrote, Super I wrote back. a version of this mission statement down one time. I said, this is why, why am I doing this? Cause I was frustrated. What's the point, right? So I wrote it down and, and, and since then it's been rejigged and retweaked and argued about for mm-hmm. dozens and dozens of hours, at least in the leadership team meetings, Never mind the hundreds of hours of conversations I've had with employees about it, with other businesses, with friends, with mentors, with mentees, right. About yeah. why it matters. Right. And then every time that that mission is used as a filter, okay, well, is that business opportunity that we're considering going to do this right is it gonna is it keeping us on mission right and is the vision again vision takes a lot more time actually mission statement you can kind of get it hashed out and it is what it is and then you use it as a tool vision is constant right how much time does it take oh man you should i don't i don't i've never really thought too much about that i tried to set aside like and again it's my whole job but i try to set aside a day a week yeah to work on personal growth vision planning um, strategy, all these types of things, right? Do I ever actually get a whole day a week for that? No, but maybe cumulatively throughout the week, I spend a day's worth of work on that every week. Well, and you're you're, you're putting it into your- We grow a lot fast, always. Yeah. Why? Because I'm planning it. I'm doing it on purpose. Yeah. It's not a mistake. It didn't randomly happen. We've grown through every recessive period in the last 20 years. Every single one we've grown through it. Yeah. Why? That makes no sense. Well, it's because we did it on purpose. Yeah, it's having that vision. You know, mm-hmm. true or false? Tell me if I'm right on this. Uh, having a mission and a vision, it allows you to be more proactive while being more effective when you're being reactive. So as an example, you mm-hmm. know, if I, have a, if I have a mission, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. If I have a vision, I'm being proactive in what what how I'm planning out things. That's being proactive. The reactionary part is when something comes up, I can always refer back to the mission and the vision mm-hmm. to make to help me make decisions quicker. Whereas yeah, if or, I don't have those. Or not I'm, react. I'm, yeah. Like it, the point is to not being reactive, right? Like you need to adapt and adjust and tweak, but that's based off the original plan. Yeah. When you when you create a plan and you don't follow that plan, you're you're not setting yourself up for success. Now, 
you have to be able to adapt and change and adjust and whatever. But it's very rare that you throw out the original plan and start from scratch. The original plan was probably right, especially if you put the right amount of thought and time into it. Right. So if the original plan was, we're going to grow by 20% every year for the next 10 years, and then this year grew by 15%, next time next year you grew by 25%, the third year grew by 0%, and the next year grew, grew by 15%. Like, Okay, well, that's just adjusting and yep. tweaking to economic factors and things like that, mm -hmm. right? Or we're going to hire using this step process. And this is our training plan. Okay, well, we got to step three and we realized that guys weren't catching on. So we adjusted step three or we got Adapting. rid of step yep. three. Like that's not killing the plan. That's not killing the mission. That's not killing the vision. That's just tweaking and adjusting. But if you don't have the five steps, you can't begin to find the things that are the problem with the five yeah. steps that need adjusting and tweaking. And ultimately, you you paved a path to your your final, de yeah. your destination, not final destination, but the destination yeah. you're pointed toward, yeah. right? That's and the, the meandering long, part that we yeah, talked like about you, earlier, Oh, right? okay, well, that's that didn't quite work. Like you, Nothing's going to work out exactly the way you planned it. Yeah. You should just accept that. But you need to at least create a plan and start executing. You need mm -hmm. to get going. You need to like create a map to follow and then adjust along the yeah. way, right? Like, yeah. So what's the main takeaway? Yeah. Yeah. Main takeaway is figure out your mission, your why, your reason for yeah. what you're doing. Um, make sure that it's like, make sure that your mission is big enough and purposeful enough. Mm-hmm. It needs to be something that you're passionate about, that you believe in. It needs to be the gravel in your guts. Right. right. You need to say it and be like uh, 100%. Not like, yeah, whatever. It, it, if it's whatever to you, it's not, you didn't get it right yet. This is your why. This should get you out of bed in the morning. This should be, when you see your mission happening, you should be welling up. Right. With like excitement, joy, passion, happiness. Right. When there's a moment the other day, I was walking into our um, our service department for our uh, mechanic shop, mm -hmm. and uh, our parts manager's wife had come. They just recently had a baby, and if, and she was there with the baby. And she's in the back area, and all the other members of the, the accounting team and the other parts people and a few, like a couple of mechanics were all in the service area, standing around in the circle, and they're passing the baby around and laughing and joking. And I just walked down the hallway, and I saw. A community of people. Mm -hmm. I saw the baby and a family. I saw a support system. I saw a community. I saw laughing, joking, smiling. And I went, that's our mission. Yeah. That I get in goosebumps talking about it right now. Yeah. That's how much I saw it. And it was like our mission is happening right there in Manifesting front of me. Manifesting right it's, there. It's that is the purpose. That's why we did all of this thing is so that can happen. And yeah. these people could be like joyful and happy and together in community and loving one another and being tangibly connected and enjoying that moment together it wasn't about what piston went and what engine in that moment it was yeah. about a group of people that enjoyed each other and a and a wife that felt comfortable to bring her baby that was excited to share the new yeah. baby with the, the team and the team all cared and they all loved one another in that great glorious way mm -hmm. that was our mission i saw it happen and and i know how we got there by vision, by step by step, by hiring the right people, by planning, by putting them in the right places, by making sure people are paid well, we're making sure they're getting enough time off, we're making sure that I get to know people's wives' names and I communicate mm -hmm. to them that they are welcome in our in our 
facility and that, that they feel welcome and creating that environment. It's all intentional. Yep. None of that just happened right. by accident. It happened on purpose. And when I saw it, I almost teared up because it was so, oh, it's working. Yeah. We're doing it. Yeah. Right. That's what your mission and your vision should look yeah. like. Well, that's great. Yeah. It's amazing. So takeaway, you need to be passionate about it. And one last point with your vision, your vision is too small. If everyone inside of your organization, all your employees and other people, if their vision doesn't fit inside of your vision, your vision is too small. Right. So whatever your vision umbrella is, all the things that are are in there, if you have people coming up who want advancement, if you've got people who want to make more money, if you want people that want to have more time off, like all these other various things that are under the scope. If they want to grow personally, if they want to um, hit new highs or be the best person they can be, that they need to be able to fit under your umbrella of your vision. Right. So if you haven't made a vision big enough for them and all the other people you want to bring in with your mission, then you're not going to attract the people you want. If you want to do something big, something epic, something awesome, your vision has to be that big. Because when you're telling that rock star guy that you want to hire about your vision, that's why he's going to come or not. And if his vision doesn't fit under your vision, he ain't coming. Right. Right. And if you want heavy hitters, rock stars, killer people, awesome, awesome, powerful people in your company, you better have a freaking huge vision and you better be able to communicate it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Communicating would be very important. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you need to be able to sell the sell yep. the dream like that's what it is this is the dream this is what we're doing i want millionaires to be made in yep. this business in the people who are employed here yeah i want that people who want to be millionaires can come here and, and make that happen under this umbrella yeah that has to it, it's available so guess what i'm going to attract people who want to be millionaires yeah so you so you need to put the time in mm-hmm. you have to like you said every yeah. week one day a week to make that so ingrained in 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 your DNA mm-hmm. that you can just spout off at any moment. Yeah, and you don't need them to believe you. Right? You don't, they don't need to believe that you're capable of it. They just need to believe that you believe. Yeah, that you're capable of it, and they'll get infected along the way. Yeah, right. You don't have to win them on day one, but tell them your vision, believe it, and then execute it, and they'll they'll believe eventually because you're you're going to prove it to them. And right. you better talk accordingly and you better <laughs> walk the walk and do the work. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So I'm not saying be ridiculous and say crap that doesn't have any tangibleness to it just because you're the, the big guy. You got to execute on this. If you got to yeah. be able to accomplish it, you got to be the guy. It will only go as far as you're willing to yeah. go with your vision. You got to execute on it as the leader. But believe it, live it, walk it, take the action towards it, and people will come with you. Yeah. That's leadership. That's great. Okay, I think we're we're good. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you, Jory. <laughs>